Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff form going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Gruden, Walgren, Bill Belichick were all students of Bill Walsh. Don't ever forget. Welcome to the 49er Faithful UK show and welcome to the 2022 Super Bowl winning season. Uh, I'm Gareth Ellis, and due to my failed efforts to trade the podcast team for Kay Adams, I'm joined by Lee Gowland. Hi, guys. Paul Hope. Feels great, baby. And Naji Kwa. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello. So we recorded the last podcast on the 14th of March, which was right at the beginning of the free agency period. Uh, and since then, it has been what I would describe as absolute carnage. Big names have swapped teams left and right and centre, and absurd amounts of hard cash have been thrown around and trousered by some players who deserve it and probably some players who don't. Any of these uh, particular trades around the NFL that caught your eyes, gentlemen? Let's start with Lee. Well, obviously the uh, the Deshaun Watson one was uh, a very strange trade indeed. Um, the fact that um, he he might not play, there's a second grand jury looking yeah. at the uh, the case. They've given up um, quite a lot for a player that might never see the light of day. However, I'm sure, I'm sure, if for any reason he cannot play, I think those draft picks revert back to the Houston Texans. Um, I'm sure this happened before. I think this happened with us. Yeah, Marquise Goodman. So Marquise Goodman. Oh, uh, Goodwin. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Goodwin. When yeah, the, the Eagles. Eagles the Eagles traded yeah. for him. He never played for the Eagles, and we had to give back the um, the draft pick. But yeah. it wasn't the exact same draft pick because obviously we'd already used that draft pick. So that's yeah. going to be an yeah. interesting one. Yeah, yeah, that's not a story I really want to talk about just because of the nature of it. Um, bit of a disgusting move by the Browns, but we're still not extra. Um, I'll, I'll go next. I think I think there's a couple that really resonate, especially for us. Obviously, the Russell Wilson uh, one was massive in, in terms of the division. Uh, he's out, and the, the Seahawks and now go Drew Locke, and so... Might be a bit easier to win games against them now. Um, and then the Davante Adams for kind of the same reason. Mm. Got gone to, you know, the AFC West as well. So we don't have to deal with those anymore in, in our division and our on our side. So that's that's good. But massive trades, yeah, as you said. And it just didn't stop happening except for one player that we'll talk about later. Paul? <laughs> <laughs> the one for me, Gareth, was the Tyreek Hill. Now, as Lee has pointed out, um, well, obviously, you've you mentioned some of the other ones. But for me personally, and, and since we all last spoke, I was on the 49er UK Twitter account as I've been managing with my injury. Lee will be sick of my notifications. And when the news broke that it was the Jets or the Dolphins, I thought I'm going to have some fun with this because I know there's a couple of Chiefs fans follow us. And I, and I threw out the emoji of the cheater and the eye roll. And no sooner as I'd done that, Gareth, it was announced. He, he was gone, Miami. And you look at what McDaniel is doing at Miami and you think, oh, they've got Waddle, they've got Hill. I mean, I know they've got Chua at quarterback, but it just Mostar. goes to show you. It just goes to show you something. Yeah, Mostar, I was, I was going to go on on there. I mean, one-year deal, 3.25 million. I was quite sad to see him go, but McDaniel is not messing about and he's putting his pieces in place. But um, I think it just goes to show you that no one's safe in the NFL when it comes to a trade. 
And I don't know if you've seen recent last 24 hours, there's been um, a young gentleman that Grant Cohen has hired and he's trying to make his name and he's come out with some controversial articles, Debo Trade, oh, Trey Lance oh, is rubbish. Now, I'm not going to mention the gentleman's name because I don't want to give him any more airtime than what I'm about to do. But basically, he's been plugging all his stuff on the NFL UK groups and being shot down. So as soon as I've seen it, in the last couple of days, I thought, I'm not even going to entertain that. It's just clickbait, just for controversy. And the Debo stuff, I mean, I have had some fun today with the Will Smith meme, the old yeah. Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, because I don't think Debo's going to go. I mean, obviously, I might have gone down a rabbit hole, Gareth, answering your questions, so sorry about that. Well, it's, uh, you know, we shouldn't break with traditions, should we? So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean... Debo's not going anywhere, ever, I, th- I think. Uh, well, I, I hope not. Certainly, yeah. uh, I, I was surprised, Lee, that you were surprised at the Browns trading for Deshaun Watson because, to me, it's the most Browns thing the Browns have ever Brownsed. It's, it's uh, just... Oh, yeah, you know, you're not wrong. It's got their written all over it, so that, that didn't surprise me. But I, I think the real winner must have been Matt Ryan, who was there mm. sort of his dotage, his twilight years, earning $40 million a year, but on a team that's going absolutely nowhere. And and he's managed to get himself out of it without sort of losing any goodwill with the, with the Atlanta fan base and got himself to a much better competitive team and kept all his money. And, you know, there's, there's three, four years probably left in Matt Ryan if he can stay, stay fit. So I think he's, uh, he's had a very good free agency. I think it was interesting, Gareth, that the Falcons' farewell video to Drew Brees was actually longer than the farewell video to Matt Ryan. And um, similar to Nadji, I didn't want to talk about the Watson one because of the circumstances around it. And on the last pod, we talked about, you know, a serious issue about it's OK to be OK. And like you, Nadji, the Watson one, until all that off-the-field stuff's done, I didn't want to focus too much on it. But mm-hmm. the thing is, Gareth, like we, we touched upon Debo there, just say, for example, we traded him for what the Packers got for Adams or what the Chiefs got for Hill. There's nothing to say you're going to get that back in the draft. So that's why I agree with what Nadji said then. I mean, I know it is a business, hence what Mr Lynch has sent this afternoon, which has sent all 49ers social media into meltdown. I mean, the last two hours, Tracy keeps saying to me, what have you guys got left to talk about? I'm sick <laughs> of seeing that stuff on your phone. And I was like, well... Me and the chaps will unpick it all tonight. Well, I think I think for Debo, the thing that I keep hearing, and I heard it about Tyreek Hill as well, is is one of one. You know, there's there's just no other player in the league that does what he does. Um, so even if like you give somebody free first round pick, you're not going to find this guy again. So that's the kind of player. Just, as I said, he's not going anywhere ever. Especially for what Carl does, it's just. It wouldn't, it wouldn't make any sense. The difficulty we've got, Nadji, is our old friend Trent Bolke has pushed the wide receiver market <laughs> to such a level with giving Christian Kirk 300 million guaranteed or whatever the contract was. So Debo's just <laughs> yeah. sat sitting pretty at the moment. But today, Gareth, John Lynch has said, just chill. Debo, Nick Borsa, they're going to get paid, basically, yeah. for the corner yeah, pieces. And to be honest... It's another thing that I wanted to bring up when I said in the group chat earlier about my take on Jimmy. We have all said on this show that we like the culture that our team has got. And our team doing the right thing. 
they've got Kittle, they've got Borsa, they've got Debo, they've got Fred Warner, they've got the pieces in place, and they're doing right by Jimmy. That's why they haven't released them. The only thing I was going to say on the subject tonight, Gareth, was everyone keeps forgetting that it's a business. And Jimmy's got his injury guarantee at the moment. He was injured as a 49er. If we release him today, he's entitled to 7.5 million. Now, that means if he signs for another team and they don't give him that 7.5, he keeps that. So, yeah, we'd save 18 million in the salary cap. But Jimmy G was 7.5 in his back pocket. Let's just say another team comes on, gives him six. Jimmy's got that added together as a decent backup wage. And John Lynch has come out and said it probably better than I can. We're not releasing him. So you just don't need to talk on and on about it on, what, the 28th of March? I don't know how you gents feel, but I just don't think there's anything else left to be said at this point. No, I think it's, uh, you know, John Lynch has come out and said what he's needed to say. Obviously, amongst all the all the carnage and the quarterback moves, Jimmy hasn't gone anywhere. Um uh, yeah, I think it's all been talked to death and the market for Jimmy just seems to have evaporated. I, I think it's it's not so much the player, it's his injury and it's that 25 million on his contract. Uh, and the way I see it, no one wants to touch it. Uh, and personally, my, my opinion is we should have cut just cut Jimmy and accept that we're not going to get anything for him. And I, and I don't want to see the team sort of influence or or make things difficult for us in the future because of hanging on to the past. We've moved off Jimmy, just cut him and, and go because no one's going to trade for him until he can pass a, a physical. Everyone knows, as you've said, it's a business. No GM in their right mind would, would sign a quarterback who you can't see throw, um, and particularly one with Jimmy's injury history. So if, if I gave you boys a choice, uh, a choice of two, cut Jimmy or have him on the roster on week one, which would you take? I'd have him, um, just purely because you know what you're getting. And if if Trey, if the worst would happen to Trey, um, you know, as a starting quarterback and he gets hurt, at least at least we have a good backup that can take us the distance. I know it's costing us a lot of money for to play backup, but isn't that essentially the best solution for Trey to succeed this year and next year and whatever? Especially, con, you know, considering the circumstances, because I, I think the biggest thing that people don't do is to realign their expectation. Is yeah, before free agency started, there was we we thought there was a market for Jimmy, and we were all expecting him to go, but it turns out there was really never really a market for him. Mm-hmm. With the amount of QB that got moved, you know, you're talking Trubisky, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, <laughs> uh, Russell yeah. Wilson. Um, obviously, Deshaun Watson and then Baker Mayfield is free. Um, you, you know, all of these, that, that's quite a lot of QBs um, moving around the league. And did I forget? I must have forgotten a couple. Jimmy yeah. Swinston, uh, Marcus Mariota, they've all been. Yeah, signed. exactly. And, you know, Tara Terra got signed and all of these backups got signed as well. So I, I think there was just never a market for him. And then when you put that in perspective, then I think we would have all been happy to keep him. Um, you know, back in January or, or whenever, if if we told us, yeah, you're not going to get anything from him, would you rather keep him and be like, yeah, if we're not going to get anything from him, then yeah. But there was this expectation that we, we might get a first round pick or whatever, which is clearly, as you said, complete nonsense for somebody that just had surgery. It's not going to throw for, you know, another three months at best. 
Um, yeah, it's just not going to happen. Uh, you know, we might get a sixth or seventh, and but at that point, might as well just keep him. I think. Lee, yeah, Tottenham. Like... Or, or, or Paul can leap in. No, it's okay. I'll, I'll president uh, take this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's a difficult question. It, it's yeah. a difficult one. So my, my gut feeling would be to to cut him, but obviously we can't cut him until he's past the physical. Um, because if we wait until he's past the physical, then we save twenty five and a half million on the cap. Um, which is obviously going to be used in various different areas. We're going to need um, quite a bit of money to sign nine draft picks, um, then the undrafted free agents, and then you need that uh, the running money for during next season um, for when injuries do happen, and they will happen. So, yeah, I, I would say we need to cut them as soon as he passes the physical. And to be honest, I think that's what we will do. However, if you hear me out, I think the two... The two interesting signings for me in free agency has been Kerry Hyder and Jordan Willis. Yep. So both defensive ends. And the reason I think those are interesting signings, um, after the news today that Default will not play for the 49ers again, um, it's just a matter of when they actually do the business and officially cut them. It's more than likely going to be post June the 1st, which will save us 1.1 million on the cap. Um, and it reduces the dead cap hit from 14.5 million down to just under 6 million. So it's definitely going to be a post June the first cut. Now, I think potentially because of those two signings, the Jordan Willis and the Kerry Hyder, Samuel Abukum could be a possible cap casually. Because yeah. if we cut him, we save 6.5 million. And if they're going to keep Jimmy without any sort of restructure at all to his contract, well, that, we could, do that, that could right? happen. Yeah, we could restructure his contract. He's, but what do you want he's to do? Not, he's not taken that. No, I mean to mm. be fairly, you've, you've. I was going to say you said it was a difficult question. I like the way you worded it, Gareth, because if you jump on Forty Nine social media, what all the beat writers are saying is, as it stands today, we gain nothing from either keeping him or letting him go. So when you added in week one, now I'll agree with Lee, and I don't think Jimmy G takes another snap for the Forty Nineers. You look at it from Jimmy's point of view, like Nancy said, his agent wants 25 million starting money. What's he got to do letting Jimmy go out there at the risk of getting re-injured? I think personally, Jimmy and his agent want to get cut because they control his freedom, but I don't think they'll get that kind of money again. So mm. as well, Nancy, I'm not worried. Trey Lance has been told he's number one. Trey Lance is getting all the reps in OTAs because Jimmy won't be fit. The noise coming out from all the players around the team Trey's number one. And I know it sounds stupid. Just before you go on, did you see the picture of Trey Lance and Kyle Shanahan at the gig together? Little things (laughs) like that. I know it sounds daft. We all all look at social media. Everyone's looking for an angle. You know, Jimmy G, you don't see him going to a gig with with Kyle Shanahan. (laughs) Yeah, but I can't remember who said that. I think it might have been Charles Cassidy, uh, one of the NFL greats, reporter, journalist, whatever, that said, you're you're only ever as good as your backup quarterback because you, you know you might need him at some point you know during the stretch and it, look at the eagles right and they don't win a they don't win a super bowl if they have uh you know glennon mike glennon as as a backup right so i, I don't know if like because yeah okay we cut jimmy who do we get do we just go with trey considering the ego hurt on his first game last year 
I don't think that's super sound either uh, to end up with, you know, uh, whoever's out there right now. Um, so you're not keen on Nate Sudfield, Nadji? Our, our well, <laughs> no, not really, no. I mean, it's a big unknown again, you know. I would rather, at least you know what you get with Jimmy, you know. Uh, it's it's not go. it might not be pretty, but we know that if he plays well on, on a good day, he's, he's he, we can win games with him. Um, he knows the system, he knows Trey, he knows Kyle, and, and if we gain nothing by cutting him, then just let's not, and then at least... We can enter 2022 without fearing for our lives every time Trey gets a hit, or you know, we, we're still playing Aaron Donalds twice, twice a year, and uh, you know, we're playing the the AFC West, and they've got fierce pass rush going over there, you know, with Khalil Mack and and Bosa and all that jazz going on over there. So I just think having a bit of you know life insurance is is not a bad thing either. Um, it, is it ideal? No, I'd rather have him gone and money to sign other players but this is the best case scenario and i guess now the, the best thing that can happen is a big injury uh somewhere around the league uh you know uh one of the starting qb gets hurt and 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 we get a, a decent offer for him but apart from that going on which is you know obviously very likely considering the game that these guys plays but Apart from that, uh, I just I just don't see it happening, and I think I think he's going to be on the Niners next year, and he's going to be a backup. Just before you move on to the other free agents, Gareth Lee kind of um, clipped my wings a little bit in the group. I shared the video Lee of the John Lynch press conference because I thought it was better coming from an admin member than fifty other people posting it. But I agreed with your comments; it was all to be taken tongue in cheek, and I think we need to brace ourselves on the group over the next few days with the Jimmy stuff because it is divisive. We don't want anybody falling out. Um, and obviously, we've had a lot of new members join recently. So we've all had the Jimmy conversation for the last 18 months, it seems. But Poor just years. thought I'd throw that out there, Lee. So, but <laughs> I, I did think, appreciate I think, your comments. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the problem with social media. It's, it's very easy to misread the tone of a post yeah. because I, wasn't, I definitely wasn't clipping your wings. I was just pointing out take it with a pinch yourself because from a business sense of uh, point of view there's no way he's going to turn around and say oh yeah we're going to release Jimmy because Mm -hmm. then that's your leverage gone any leverage that you may have somebody uh, coming up to OTAs and um, busting an ACL and then suddenly in need of a quarterback well 49 is going to release one after June the 1st Let's wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, what I meant, sorry, mate, is I just shared it with no context. I'd seen it. I oh, shared it because I thought if an admin member shares it, and obviously at the moment I have a lot more time than you, gentlemen. I've got another five weeks left with this boot on. And as Lee can vouch, our presence on uh, Twitter is tenfold. and <laughs> The followers are going through the roof. But um, that was the reason why I shared it, Lee, because I thought it was better coming from one of us because... Like Tracy said, with the news broke with the press conference, my phone started lighting up and she was yeah. like, what are they talking about now? And I said, the short version is they're not releasing him. And she was like, what does that mean? And I said, you'll have to tune into the pod. I can't, I can't disclose. Gareth will shoot me down, man. So Tracy, if you're listening, this is what you needed to listen to. <laughs> right, go on, Gareth. What do you think about Jimmy? Well, as I said, I, I, I think we should cut him. I, I think it's odd when people are saying, oh, if we, if, if we cut him or keep him, we don't gain anything. If if we cut him, we gain whatever is left, the 18 million um, of cap space, and, and we get clarity. I think last season worked well because Jimmy was the veteran established starter. Um, the, 
he's one of the longest serving uh, members of the current 49ers team. And, and Trey Lance was the, the rookie who just sat out a year due to COVID. It was very easy for them to have that QB1, QB2 uh, relationship. Uh, I think that that will be a lot more difficult if Trey Lance is the QB1 in the locker room. And I, I just don't want to go there. And I don't want to go through all the whole... Uh, Trey Lance throws an interception. We got to bench him for Jimmy, or it's just not. It's just the circus will continue with it, and I think it unsettles players. And and uh, you know, I've had enough of it. Jimmy, Jimmy is the past. Thanks, Jimmy. But it, you know, unfortunately, your market isn't there. And and what market is he looking for? People are talking about. Oh, we've got to keep our fingers crossed that someone's QB one gets injured in in uh, in the off season. But even then, are you going to pay Jimmy 25 million for basically half a season rental? I still I still can't see it. So I, I just don't think we're getting anything for him. And, and I think the sooner the front office just realise that and we move on and it's clean, uh, the better. But anyway, should we should we talk about some other free agency stuff? Let's, let's move you know, on. <laughs> the big one, Dante Johnson back for another year. I mean, the, one of the reasons we will win the Super Bowl is undoubtedly because of him. Uh, yeah, it's good. To be fair, it, you know, um, it kind of, I know it's tongue in cheek and we joke about Dante Johnson because of how bad he's been uh, for us. But I, I think he played really well last year uh, when he had to. Um, and we did lose, you know, if we want to talk about uh, free agency as a whole, we, we, we did lose K1 Williams to the Broncos. So we're going to need somebody to play there. And he did play there when, when K1 was injured and he played pretty well. I mean, he's not as good as K1, but it's again, you know what you get and that, that's always better than nothing. Yeah, certainly. And uh, other cornerback news, I guess, is probably our biggest signing, Chavarius Ward from the Chiefs. Three years, 42 million. Uh, addressed a need with a, what seems to be a talented and, and young player. So good signing. Is it a ward you can get behind, Najee? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> 100%. Also, although uh, when I first saw it, I just thought, you know, um, his name escapes me now. Um, but obviously, we've got Iman and and we got the rookie that we, we Yeah, Ambry Thomas. Ambry Thomas, Thomas and Tiomi Dardano. And, and Dimo, yeah, who, who played well at the beginning of the season. And Ambry Thomas finished pretty strong, I thought. So I was, I just thought, what was the reasoning be, behind all this? And I mean, it's good to have a veteran, some some guy that can, you know, play press, he can play man, he can play zone. I think he can do it all. He's been pretty good playing in a kind of very average defense over the last uh, few years. But you know, defense that knows how to win, um, which is which is something that we. I, I'm I'm looking forward to. I'm just kind of. A bit puzzled by the signing. Uh, I'm not sure Connor is essentially what we needed for sure, but at least now we've got four starting ones uh, that can compete. And should injuries arise, we we should be all right, and we don't have to go and pick up uh, some randoms of the street or some old people we don't want to see anymore. <laughs> well, I think you've answered your question there, Nadji. If you look at we went with the season with Verrett, and he went down injured, yeah. and we had to end up with Josh Norman. And when I looked at the ward signing like you, I wondered whether we were going to be moving away from a cover three. Because like you said, he does tend to play press, but he's good mm. in the man coverage. If you look at his stats, he's a solid signing, Gareth. 
rather than the elite. But when you look at the elite cornerbacks, you know, JC Chapman, you look at your Ramseys, you're looking at 20 million plus a year. So for what we've got him on, when you look at the, the deal, it was 42 million for three years, but it was 26 million guaranteed. And I think his average per year worked out with 14 million. And I think, Nancy, the reason they've gone for it is we're not changing the fact that the front seven are going to be going after the quarterback, but it, it just adds that, like you've said, that veteran presence and we're not relying on the Josh Normans of the world. And the Dante Johnson signing, Gareth, obviously he lost his mother last season and he bounced mm-hmm. back from that. And it was, again, we thought about the culture in our team. Like Nancy said, he's a good piece to have around the organisation. It's not expensive. And add it in with the Ward signing. I, I was quite happy. What did you make of Wardley? Were you, were you happy we went for him, or did you want someone else? No, I, I was I was quite happy with that. I thought it was like a it's exactly what I expected. Um, I'm going to call it a middle of the road signing. Um, pretty much what you said there, Paul. It's not an elite level cornerback, but he is a good cornerback, and he does improve our roster. And the the way the whole free agency period went for me, I think it pretty much did exactly what I was expecting. I knew we were going to lose a couple of players that we didn't really want to lose, but there's no way we could afford them. I knew we'd bring in players who would strengthen the roster, but not necessarily be that marquee signing. Um, so I, I'm quite happy with the way the whole free agency's gone. Chiverius Ward, I like it. Yeah, I like that signing. I think it's a good signing. And I think together with them, the other cornerbacks we brought in, obviously Dante Johnson, as Nadji said, he did play well towards the end of last season when he came back in after his uh, mother had died. And we've re-signed uh, Dequise Denard as well. Mm-hmm. And I think he played well when he came on as well. So we, we've got we've got three cornerbacks there. We've also got Eman, we've got Ambry Thomas, we've got Diamondor Lenore. I, I think we've got a decent cornerback room now. Yeah. Pe- people need to remember that. The likes of Lenore and Ambry Thomas, they were rookies last season. Yeah. And a- Ambry Thomas... From his first game to his last game, the progression was unbelievable. Yeah, And hopefully we'll see the same thing from Lenore, because I'm still a little bit puzzled to why he didn't see as much game time as what um, others did, especially when we were struggling a little bit at cornerback. Yeah. But I think, yeah, cornerback looks looks good. To be honest, I'm looking everywhere on the team. The, the, only, the only area where I'm still a little bit unsure of, as far as strength is concerned, strength in depth, is linebacker and core. I still think that could do with being shored up, either by free agency or during the draft. Gonna say, gonna say all I was going to say you're going to yeah. say all line, Nadji, because that was the See, question mark. So I'll go, I'll go back to the what, what I said in the group. Uh, can't remember when it was now, but we, we've already addressed all line over the last two drafts. We've brought in McKivitz, we've brought in um, GL and Moore, we've brought in Aaron Banks. Now, those three were brought in, known fine well, that once we got to this season, we were likely to lose some more line pieces. Yeah. And I think yeah, it's just I mean, a matter of time to get them up to speed. I only have really one question for John, because I know he, he listens, is why didn't we tag Lake and Tomlinson? If, you know, if we knew we couldn't really match any offer, we could have just tagged him and he could have played under the tag for a year. And then that would have given us a bit of a caution to... Maybe we just couldn't afford it, I would imagine. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm a bit worried about our line, um, especially a left guard, right tackle. Um, are we going to see McGlinchey back? We'll, we'll, def- we'll definitely see McGlinchey back because we save absolutely nothing cutting him. I was going to say, Nadji, to answer your question from John's point of view, because I know he listens, 
the Tomlinson deal strikes me, that culture we've got going, players want to play for us because they know they'll get looked after. And I think mm-hmm. said to Tomlinson, this is the money we've got. If you can take this, you'll be a 49er. And he went off to the Jets and he got the yeah. money he got. The one I yeah. thought you were going to raise, Nadji, was the Collins. Is it? Le- I can't pronounce his first name. Is it Lel Collins? The, the uh, Dallas. Yeah. They got him for a million pound base salary and a load of incentives. Now, I know a lot of 49er fans went back to our game against Dallas and when Nick Bosa lifted him in the air like a ragdoll. But this is yeah. Nick Bosa. And like you said, Lee, you're right. The O-line, those pieces you've mentioned, but there's question marks over Avram Banks. There's question marks over McGlinchey. They said on Good Morning Football today, he's still 50-50 because his calf muscle come off the bone. They just don't know whether he's going to come back when maybe they're trying to give him that chance to come there. But the O-line for me at the minute is one I'm slightly worried about, to be honest. Same. I mean, I'm sure it'll be addressed in the draft. We we do have a bunch of picks, but uh, we better hit on them. Otherwise, we might struggle. It's just, it's just especially because of what we do. You know, we're, we're a run first team. And obviously, if you don't have a good O-line, that's very difficult to do. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We we have time to, you know, strengthen and talk about it and, and all that. Who's, uh, who did uh, one of our new signings uh, jump out to you, Gareth, except uh, Ward? Well, I think uh, it was really the the overall investment in special teams with mm-hmm. uh, Ray Ray McLeod as the kick returner uh, and George uh, Odom, the uh, safety from the Colts, I think, which yeah. uh, I seem to have heard that a lot of the Colts fans were quite upset to have lost him uh, and thinking that he's actually a good starting safety. He just couldn't uh, outcompete two good starting safeties at the Colts. So odd man out, he had to go. Uh, and I think that there's going to be competition there for the starting safety role, assuming we don't uh, re-sign uh, Jaquiski Tart. Because I, I can't see, certainly with a the, with the kick return, with McLeod, I can see you or, or see the team investing in a, in a dedicated kick return. And I, I'm happy to, to give up the money and the, and the roster spot for that. Uh, because it, it's, a, it's an under, undervalued, underrated part of the game. But I, I, I can only assume they signed Odom with a view for him actually having a, a starting safety, not just mm. being a, uh, a special teams bod. Um, pleased to see uh, Kerry Hyder back. Uh, disappointed yeah. to have lost him last season. Uh, pleased to see, I think, Jeff Wilson has signed his, his tender, apparently, according to... The ESPN article I, I called up. 15 yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah that's um, correct. Good, good to see Jeff Wilson back, and he's uh, he's the senior running back in the room now, I guess, um, along with along with Yuzhek. Um and and Hassan Ridgeway, uh, cheap, two yeah, and a half million. Um, yeah. You know, we we needed a body to fill fill VJ Jones, and yeah. and let's see what we can do with this, where we've we've gone for the sort of quantity with a little bit of quality. Uh, on the D line, and and that served us well in the past. So I'm I'm actually quite pleased with our free agency. People say it's been quiet, but but sometimes that's good. We we went to a championship game. We didn't need to make a big splurge in free agency, and it's often you you can make such a mess of of either your locker room or certainly your salary cap by making bad mistakes in free agency. So I I don't actually think. Having a quiet free agency is necessarily a bad thing. I think we've quietly improved a few areas we needed to improve. It's it's whether we will be able to fill the gaps of of the Tomlinson and DJ Jones that that we've lost and and K1 Williams to a 
to a certain extent as well. So, um, but I'm I'm quite pleased. Don't know about you, you guys overall. You've just hit yeah, the, no. the nail on the head there, Gareth. The way yeah. you, you've actually um, described that, I think Forty yeah. Nine fans need to get used to the fact that from now on, moving forward, because of the way we build the roster, we're not going to have these get splashy uh, free agency periods. It's all about balancing what we lose and to what we bring in and making sure there's not too much of a swing on the negative side. Because to be fair, I mean, looking at the whole free agency, um, I would say we're a little bit weaker than what we were beforehand, but not too much weaker. We've added bits in other areas that kind of compensate to an extent. I don't think we'll ever be the type of team now as long as Lynch is in charge and, and we're trying to build through the draft. I don't think we're going to be the type of team that goes out and gets one of the top 15 free agents every every season. I don't think that'll happen. Um, I, I fully expect us to to bring in draft picks who are going to sit for a year, sit and learn, the likes of Jalen Miller, the likes of Aaron Banks. Yep. They'll, they'll just sit there and they'll learn. J1 Jennings, he yep. sat for the first year. You saw what it was like last season. Yeah. So that's the type. That's the type of thing that we we need to start getting our heads around the way he's doing the roster, the way he's building the roster, mm. what he has for expectations for rookie players coming in, who will more than likely sit and learn, get the culture, get embedded in the culture of the team, learn from some of the vets. I mean, the likes of Dante Johnson. There's a very good chance that he's been brought back in because he knows that culture. Yeah. He he is a senior figure. He might not be as good as some of the younger guys, but he can pass on everything that he's learned. He can pass on his his experience, and you shouldn't discount that. Yeah, yeah. He, he might be a fantastic teacher, and we just don't know it because we're not at practice. Um, and it's even more valuable than having him play sixteen, seventeen Sundays or, or whatever. You know. Yeah. No, I I've, I'm I'm with you on the fact that you know we lost Trent and Cannon to the Titans, and then obviously we. We signed Rare My Cloud and you know, arguably our worst part of the, you know, team was the special team, you know, apart from that one game in Green Bay, which <laughs> the special team won as the game. Uh, we, we were pretty poor in terms of, you know, average returning and you know, when other team punts I am pretty sure like uh, most Niners fan, you go and get another beer or make yourself a coffee or, or whatever you need at that point because there's very little chance we're going to return it for a touchdown. Um, but now that we've got McLeod and Joel Jordan and that Oren Burks as well from the from the Packers, that linebacker, um, that seem to be stout special team player. Um, you know, it's it's strengthening where we were bad and also adding, you know, a bit of depth to to where we needed. Because I while I agree with you that we're a bit light on linebacker Lee, um, you know, we we still got Fred, we still got. Greenlaw, we still got Marcel Harris, we still got Flanagan's Fall, and we still got Arshair. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're still going into the season exactly as we went into the season last year. So, adding, you know, Oren Burks to the mix, um, and then adding Odom to to the mix of safety to to rotate with Ufanga and Ward, uh, potentially push Ward out. That would be, that would be nice. Um, it's, it's just it's just smart business. We don't really pay these guys a lot of money. Um, and same with Ridgeway, you know, two and a half million. But uh, it wouldn't surprise me if by the end, you know, in in ten months' time, we're here saying, you know, during the 
in famous awards where we give a special recommendation to Ridgeway because he's had the same season DJ Jones had, you mm. know, because it, it because it's the scheme and the people around that make you good rather than just the player itself. Uh, I mean, it's a combination of both, obviously, but scheme helps a lot. So, um, yeah, I'm, gl- I'm glad Kerry Hyder's back because he had a tremendous season in what was a very bleak 2020 season. I think it was kind of a bright spot. Uh, you know, taking off, taking over for for Bosa when he was injured. So yeah, no, I think I think it's been solid. That's that's what you want in free agency. You want to yeah. fill the gaps. You don't want to build a team. You know, that's what the Jaguars are doing is more than likely not going to work. Um, you know, building team in March is not we're going to win you in February. It's very difficult to do. So, uh, okay, I'm looking forward to what these guys can bring. Um, and then looking forward to the draft. And then, you know, we'll be with the six guys we have, plus the what, nine draft pick we have, eight, eight draft pick. Nine, I think. Nine. Nine, nine yeah. So yeah. That, that's 15 new players out of 53. And that's, that's still a pretty big turnaround when you think about it. Uh, you know, it's I think almost, thing, almost 20%. I think we, uh, we still need, looking back to the drafts that, that Shanahan and Lynch have done, every single year we found a late round gem. Uh, mm. Warner, Greenlaw, Elijah Mitchell last year. We we've always seemed to pick up uh someone in, in the later rounds who, who plays much much better than their draft position would would indicate. So provided we can keep that going, I'm I'm hopeful that any little bits of gap like maybe we could do with another wide receiver with uh Trent Sherfield leaving. Um, obviously we could probably do with another running back or two. And, and I think that Lee, you're right. We're, we're drafting for a year's time. We seem to have, have got ahead of ourselves in this, in this team building approach. Um, and we're, we're happy to, to draft a guy like Aaron Banks that I was, had some concern about thinking second round pick, he can't get on the team. But then I just sort of realized, well, it doesn't necessarily mean he's poor. It just means he's not quite good enough to beat out an established veteran. So that yep. doesn't necessarily mean that he, he was not showing any sort of talent or ability on the practice field. He just wasn't, when you weighed it up, you went with a veteran. So, yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm hopeful that come training camp, we'll, we'll see that any gaps have been filled and uh, um, looking forward to seeing the uh, uh, a revamped roster. Another so, key piece that you're missing, sorry to jump in there, Gareth, John no, Lynch nothing. announced that Alex Mack, is expected to mm. return. And the thing I wanted to say, Gareth, you and Lee and Nadji, sometimes you do these pods, you do these shows, and you have a difference of opinion. And if we were doing a live YouTube show, which everyone seems to be doing, I was just <laughs> nodding along there, Nadji, to everything you, Gareth and Lee was saying. And I'm glad you brought up the linebackers, because I think you answered Lee's question quite well. It looks like we've not brought anyone in, but when you look at our linebacker room, you look at the fact mm. that Alex Mack's coming back. And like you said very well there, Gareth, a lot of people looked at the draft last year and were like, what are we doing? And now Lee sat there saying, well, actually, I'm quite confident with our raw line because we brought these people in. And it made, I wanted to ask, there's been a couple of questions on the social media point if we're going to be doing a draft call, draft Zoom on the night, Lee. But with us not having a first round pick, I didn't know if that's something we were considering or whether we're going to announce at a later date. Yeah, so I don't think we'll be looking at doing one in the first round because obviously we don't have any skin in the game in the first round. So You never know. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True for Devo. 
Um, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think probably round two is a goer, definitely. Even though we're at the back end of round two, which means staying up to like three o'clock in the morning um, to see something. But I've, I've got a funny feeling that we might uh, move up in round two as well. And the, I, yeah. I, I don't think we're going to pick nine players. No, I, I agree. I think this is such a deep draft this year. There's there's a lot of talent everywhere, but I think that you know, twenty five to forty is really deep and really really good players that you could get on the cheap in the second round. You know, um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if we jumped up um, about ten spots or so to get somebody. And in other news, Gareth, I don't know if you've been on the group today. Lee, have you hidden your order for your draft cap from the misses, or have you been one of the brave ones that has gone out and put your order in? No, I've I've put my order in. Haven't told the misses, but I've put my order in. (laughs) Tracy's exact words were, another bloody hat, are you kidding me? And then I saw the black one, so I'm, I'm on the fence at the minute, but... Neil Watson, if you're listening, Martin Hughes is definitely blaming you. So, Don, it was Neil's fault that Martin's got the hat. So, I've got, I've got to say, I, I went for the red one. I'm, I'm not too fussed on the black one. But, yeah, as soon as I saw it, I thought, I'm having that. Straight online. Bought it. We've just got to throw that in there, Gareth, because we are a UK-based show, and it is great to show off the merchandise. And it has been good to see the group still active in, what, the off-season. Um, and that's why I asked the question about the draft. I thought it was really good that someone's asking us, are we having a Zoom call? So one good thing that's come out of the pandemic, for want of a better word, is that fact that we probably wouldn't have done that before. And yeah, I true. thought back to when we did our YouTube. Can I remember we did the live YouTube show? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was my first ever appearance on like a YouTube show. And I was like, oh my God, how are we doing this? And I just thought, when Jordan asked Lee, I thought, wow, would you think back to last year and we were... I haven't done any mock drafts yet, though, Lee. How, how many are you up to before we uh, close off? Do you not think I've lost count already? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not, not as much fun without the first round pick because not, not following really the game, I have absolutely no idea who any of these guys are. You, you can read lots about the kind of top 30, top 50 players who should yeah. go and, and you can begin to form an opinion about whether they might be a good fit or not. But the sort of where where we're drafting um yeah no idea so i'm all i will defer to the scouting uh, department because i think probably the next pod will be looking forward to the draft yeah Uh, unless unless something crazy happens until then uh yeah probably yeah nothing crazy is gonna happen i mean let's put this way uh jimmy is what two and a half months away from even attempting to throw a ball yeah. So I mean, he he's not going to pass a physical until the back end of May, start of June. I, I think Baker Mayfield will find a team before he does. So yeah, that tells you that tells you when that's going to happen. I I would expect end of August we might shift him. Maybe. Do, do you not See, think the Seahawks will make a run at? Uh, I bet, Baker no, Mayfield? they said they said they're happy with Drew Locke. So really, yeah. I'm I'm happy with the Seahawks. Happy with Drew Locke as well. Yeah, yeah. same. same. I, think they're, I think they're quietly tanking. <laughs> yeah, I think Nick Boss is happy with that as well, Gareth. I mean, rest assured, if we're unable to jump on a pod, if anything crazy happens, the Forty Nine er Faithful Twitter account will always keep us updated. Because, like I said, I've got another five weeks off, gents. So strap Excellent. in. 
I'm making no apology for making full use of tweeting out the memes, the gifts, and I'm trying to keep it off the group, Lee. I'm trying to use the Twitter account because you've said before, I think, we all subscribe to the same accounts. We all listen to the same podcasts. And it's been nice that our group's getting mentioned out there, gentlemen, on social media. You're not, we're quite well known, the Fighting Anna Fearful UK, and it's quite nice to hear people look forward to the pods. And, and again, Gareth, you've done a fantastic job of host. I think... Um, you may have top job forever now. I think Lee, we'll, we'll see Lee in the big chair anymore. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm quite happy for that chair to be Gareth's. Well, <laughs> he's a fantastic I'll, host. I'll do my best until you, you guys want to leap in. Um, and, and obviously, I may, I may obviously miss miss the odd one or two in the coming season due to work and other stuff. Um, are we all uh, desperately looking forward to tuning into Hard Knocks this season, which will be in sunny Detroit. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's better it's than be the Rams and or the Raiders, so yeah. <laughs> Considering the head coach has come out and said he would love a pet lion to be on the sideline with him, <laughs> yeah. and some of the stuff about biting kneecaps, and obviously um, Andy Norton, who, the Lions fan that came up to the Super Bowl meet-up late, he's very excited, and in fact he's uh, texted me this afternoon to say that his team will be in the Super Bowl next year, because let's face it, everyone's got the same chance as every other, and... I think it's going to be good, Gareth. It, it should be better than the Cowboys one. That was yeah, a terrible hard that knocks. Was, that was pretty bad, yeah. But yeah, yeah, so I'll, I'll disagree with you there, Paul. I don't think the Seahawks have got the same chance as everybody else. <laughs> Not this coming season, they don't. I like it. I like it. Like I set you up there. Anyone would think that was scripted? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's anyone who can listen to this show and think any of it is scripted. No, no not at all. <laughs> no, that's true, yeah. So, uh, unless there's anything more, gents, I'll, uh, I'll say thank you for joining me. Uh, and thank you to everyone who listens to the show. So don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, review, uh, do whatever you can, wherever you get your podcast. And there's also the YouTube channel that you can find by searching for 49 of Faithful UK. So we will be back probably in the next uh, couple of weeks or so. Uh, and we'll start looking forward to the draft, uh, which will be in about ooh, uh, 30 days from, from recording. And I think mm. 28th of March, wasn't this the day we traded up for, for the draft picks last year? I think it was, yeah. It was, yeah. So there we are on the on the first anniversary of the uh, tray area. Um, I'll uh, say thanks again for listening uh, and go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners.